uh, I heard one of our students was. Hello and a very good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Sports and Media Podcast. I'm Jeff. I am Joe. We are live on Facebook as well as, of course, uh, on the uh, podcast that I was on WEIU's website. This is show 61. We're a day late this week, Joe, but uh, it's crazy times. I've, I had a little bat down in the back syndrome. You've been studying for your uh, grading exam, so here we go. Yeah, I think I think we need an extra day so we can get our beards all ready. Yeah, to go. we are trying to grow the Christmas huh? beards, both of us. That was just one of those things that happened. So, well, that's, you got to do that. You got to do that so you can get down the chimney. People know who you are. <laughs> well, uh, we'll start off with the NFL because the NFL is. Uh, I find it amazing that the NFL, the, why they don't get why people make fun of them, but <laughs> yeah, it, Roger Goodell gets a new two hundred million dollar contract on the same day that he decides that. One guy's suspension for a game for a hit is okay, and they uphold the suspension. While another guy who who had headhunting with all the stuff about CTE, they 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 did not they stopped his suspension. And Georgia Loka gets to play this week for the Bengals. But the Steelers guy who made a block, maybe it was an illegal block. I'll even even if you say it was an illegal block, both of those plays were egregious. One of them now can play this week, and the other guy is suspended. Then Rob Gronkowski of the Patriots deliberately from behind elbows a guy to the head and only gets one game. So you have basically three events that happened in one week. Two of them went to the head, one to the midsection, and the guys that went to the head to maybe the game's most valuable player doesn't get a suspension. I am flabbergasted at, at the, how people cannot – I know people aren't up in arms because it's it's the Steelers and whatever, the rugged and tough Steelers are supposed to be able to take hits to the head. But if this would have happened to anybody else in the NFL, mainly like a Brady or somebody that – you know, like an Eli Manning, that, that would be the biggest story ever. But it's an, it, it, it makes no sense. Well, let's flip it. Let's think that the player instead speared Rob Gronkowski in that same manner. People would be losing their minds. Exactly, because he's uh, the party boy, the cool guy. Well, I also wonder, let's, I don't want to go here necessarily, but I do, I guess. I mean, is there a difference that one guy's white or black? I don't think it's always a white-black issue, and no, I'm not I, positing that. But there are all these little things that makes you wonder. And in, and in light of the way our country is right now, I wonder if that plays a part. And, I, and again, I don't think sports yeah. writers are necessarily... I know they're not. They're not racist or anything, but there's all these little perceptions. Gronkowski, I think, is the bigger part is what you're talking about. He's the popular guy. Yeah. He's the party guy. Whatever. But what he did was was a felony in real life. It was. It was. You know, that, that was an attack of somebody from behind, and it hit him in the head. It could have really hurt him. He was lucky he wasn't. The other two were at least football plays. All right. You, so it's quote unquote legal in terms of you. you it's societal the way that right. society looks at it. One. In the end zone, which was the guy was headhunting for sure, Antonio Brown, Georgia Loca was. Yep. Is all that you hear about right now for the last two years is you can't hit in the head. You can't leave with the head. You can't hit with the head. And what do they do? One day after suspending him, they revoke the suspension. There's <coughs> never an explanation of why. It just, we revoked it. It, it. It's absolutely ludicrous. And then the NFL owners, I used to, and I don't like Jerry Jones one bit, but maybe Jerry Jones is right, turn around and give Roger Goodell $200 million. Two hundred million dollars. Think about that. Well, I mean, the, if, if, if these rich guys want to give Roger Goodell two hundred million dollars, that is their right. Do I think he's worth it? I don't know who's worth what in, in the world. But to your point, it seems rather extreme to give somebody who, at least 
from the public perception, maybe the fans' yeah. perception, doesn't believe he's doing a good job. Well, and Th- worse there's, than- there's no rules, there's no criteria. This is his, you know, this is this is the reason we can talk about later why certain teams are in the college football playoffs. What's the freaking crit- criteria? And the thing is. The players absolutely despise Roger Goodell. Despise, yes. It's all leading up to this new contract negotiations with a collective bargaining agreement in 2021 or whatever it is. Yeah, it won't go well. It's going to be horrible. There's going to be a – we're going to miss an NFL season. I I would almost be willing to bet on it. And how these NFL owners and how people are not up in arms more than they are is beyond me. But when we miss an NFL season, go back to this date and this week and think about what Roger Goodell did and then what the NFL owners did and just sit back with an amazement. But here's another example. The Cleveland Browns, who nobody really cares about, they they fire their general manager one day, hire a gen, another general manager in less than 12 hours. Oh, my God. And how did they follow the Rooney rule on they that didn't. one? They, they didn't. didn't. They absolutely didn't. So will anything happen? Does anybody care? I, oh, I don't, think, I don't think there's really any accountability in America right now. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, we don't have it when, you know, you have a president of the United States. I mean, again, not that everything's politics, but, you know, obviously Joe I like politics. politics baby. No, but, I mean, it really comes from the top, whoever the person's in charge. If the if the president can say, the hell with the rules, I'm not going to disclose this. The hell with the rules, I'm going to do this. Why wouldn't the rest of America start thinking, well, I'm not going to be following the rules? The NFL, I think, is, is, is so powerful, and companies have become so powerful in the United States, and they're one of them. Yeah. That they can do whatever the heck they want without any any penalty. So the NFL doesn't care about disclosure. The NFL doesn't care about transparency. And I think their fans are starting to slowly erode in part for that. There's many reasons, but that can't be helping them. Yeah, and then Monday night's game didn't help either. It was a brutal game, and you saw a guy possibly get you know his career ending. Ryan Shazier. Hopefully, he'll be able to walk yeah. properly yeah, the rest he had of his life. Surgery yesterday, and we're ho- and, I, and I'm a Steeler fan, obviously. I believe black and gold. But for on Twitter, when people go, "You think he's going to play this year?" You think he'll be able to play next year? I'm like, he's not playing again. Who cares about that? You want the guy to be able to walk away and have some kind of life after this that he can, you know, be with his family and kids. I will guarantee. I would be willing to bet that he doesn't get to play. I don't even think he'll want to play again. That's what people don't think about after because the way he acted on the field right. when he had his hands over his head, he knew it was a serious play. So let's not worry about whether he plays again. Let's worry about his quality of life and then move <coughs> on to the the next aspect of whatever you want to talk about. But it, that is not the, the the situation. Is not Ryan Shazier ever playing again? No, hopefully he can walk properly and he's having some surgeries. But if you don't think the NFL is a brutal sport, these are gladiators. I mean, I, I, get, I know it's not like Roman times and it's not the pure gladiators of throwing knives and someone's going to die. But, but someone may die at some point. Well, and and it's, it's brutal. This guy, you know, if, if a vertebrae cracks at a certain spot, you can die yeah. immediately. Well, and even last night when the, in, the, in the Thursday night game, the Saints had nine people hurt, and they're up in arms today. Drew Brees has already come out and said Thursday night football is an absolute travesty. We just played Sunday. It is a travesty. Our bodies are not ready to play again on a Thursday night, and now they lost their running back. They lost a couple other players last night to some, some injuries, and – and Thursday night is all about money, and I, I get so tired of the people like Rich Eisen in the world. Well, we have to have Thursday night football. So these well, he kids. works for NFL Network. Yeah. He wants to have Thursday yeah. night football. But, you know, it's pointless. It really is. Even at this point of the year, these guys need the, they need a week off to play. And even though it was a good game last night, you can't, you can't just lay these guys out for butcher on a Thursday night just to have another night of football. Well, and, and all sports have a certain level of, uh, of uh, injury. So the yeah. NBA – Having three games in four four days, if you don't think the N- NBA is a, is a rugged sport, go play for sixty. I mean, forty eight minutes 
you know, a couple of different uh-huh. times there. Go play for 40 minutes at the college level. Go go play. And your knees get beat up badly. Yeah. And so does the rest of your body because people don't realize, I mean, you it's, and I see it, but sport, yeah. it's a banging sport. Baseball, you're diving and sliding and all these other things. They could, they could probably use a couple of days off here and there through the season as well. But go. the NFL is, I think, by far the most violent sport, and it's going to continue to be so. And this is why parents are starting – to try to persuade their kids not to do it. Well, big Ben Roethlisberger said he was quoted this week as saying, "I hope my kid becomes a golfer." Yes, <laughs> think about that. Yeah, which, which has its own problems. But you're tweaking a back. Yeah, you're not exactly a getting concussions. Not crushing yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe if I'm playing, I'll get a concussion because <laughs> a ball will bounce off a tree and hit me between the eyes. There but that's go. not happened on the PGA there Tour. A couple of things. Uh, do, do you care about the Heisman? This weekend. I mean, it used to be so when you're growing up, the Heisman was so cool. And I, I'm an Oklahoma Center football fan, and I'm not that excited about the Heisman and all the hype about it. It seems like college awards and the awards are no longer what they used to be. Or I'm just getting old and curmudgeon I think that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think the other part is I don't, I don't know that I've ever cared much about it. I think part of it is that so many players leave early in different sports. And, geez, I don't know their whole reason. I mean, it's, it's kind of tough because I really don't care too much. I assume who's going to win. I think one reason is I think we know Every time week going four in, yeah. who's going to win. You know, uh, Last year it was Lamar Jackson. After like the first half of the first game, he had won the Heisman. This year it appears that Baker Mayfield won it about four or five weeks ago, and that's all they've been talking about. He won it probably for this SI story. Of the yeah. of the year. I mean, not because of the SI story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who's, the numbers that they throw up now – uh, are, are amazing. I'm I'm coming a little bit more interesting when I hear who wins the Lou the Grows a Toe Award, yeah, the only. best kicker in the <laughs> in the country, because I don't know who the winners are, and I'm learning something about it. I think it, his name is Matt Gay. He's a kicker. We'll be that guy. Is he? Yeah. I did read something interesting. There was a story in the New York Times. One reason I love the New York Times. I, you know, talking about how people, you know, ideologically, not politically, are you know, are opposed. Like I hate conservatives or liberals. I mean, come on, please, let's all get along, please. <laughs> uh, but but a friend of mine posted about how the New York Times is a horrible newspaper, and I said, no, it's one of the best in the country. They strive, blah blah blah. I, I won't bore everybody with that right now. But what I like about the New York Times is they had a great story about how the Heisman Trophy is made, with face recognition, uh-huh. and they tried to put all that into there. And um, apparently, it's made in Oklahoma. It is made in Oklahoma. Which might be a good sign for Baker Mayfield, but yeah, yeah. it'd also be a good sign for Bryce Love or, or Lamar Jackson to be a repeat winner to get some attention. That's what people aren't thinking about too. Is that you know if Lamar Jack, Jackson gets it again, then he wins it two times in a row. Dude, you know, I don't know that his stats are they're better sorry. than they were last year. They were better, but, but are they as good as last year? This yeah, team yeah, oh, absolutely. And that's the whole thing with the MVP is yeah. is it the most valuable or best player, exactly. or is it a the player who helps his team down the crunch. And that'll take us right into best team. Uh, You know, obviously it looked like Oklahoma and Clemson and um, I'm having a brain lock on Alabama. (laughs) Alabama was the fourth team in, uh, but you know, there was some thought about whether Alabama should get in over USC or Ohio state. Yeah. And I I told my kids all along that they're going to give it to Alabama. If if Alabama's close to Alabama. Yeah. That was Georgia was the other team. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Georgia's in. Yeah. yeah. No, because they've, they've won their, uh, their, their championship. There's no how, how do you not – I mean, if you're just doing it for popularity, there's no way – you're right. Alabama has to go in. Yep. They've been in every single one. You, They're going to draw ratings. They're going to draw them in more than Ohio State. If you don't bring in Alabama, you know, people 
and Ohio State will get in there. But if you don't bring Ohio State, the people aren't going to complain as much because they have two losses. But here's the problem we've talked about, or at least you know I, I, I moan about all the time, is what's the criteria for getting in? I don't want to have to watch a show to figure out who's in my postseason. Hey, are the Steelers in the postseason? <laughs> hey, let's watch the show this week. It's, it's a joke because it's the only sport in any level of college sports and any professional sports that doesn't have criteria for getting in. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And it's for money. And where does that money go? Back to the schools. And it's not because it helps the schools make money. We don't make money if EIU. If Jimmy Garoppolo, who had a good game, are we going to get more money? Are we going to get more students? Maybe. Maybe not. But every student we get, we lose money because it's subsidized by the state. I hate this notion of college sports having to make money. I agree. And it should be eight. Eight would be perfect because then you get the five conferences champions in. Yes. One small conference champion in of the of the, of the yeah UCF. Imagine yeah, how exciting yeah, that would UCF, be. UCF and then two the best two at large teams. You played over three weekends and it's done. That's the way it should be. It probably won't be. Baseball hot Thus stove. Let it be. Yeah, let, let, be let it be written. Baseball hot stove league is starting to uh, heat up. Did and you hear what happened before we got in? The Ohio, I can't. Is, do you not pronounce his name? Otani. Otani signed with the Angels. Shohei. I think it's Shohei Otani. Yeah, I was hoping you um, know. Um, he just signed with the Los Angeles Angels, Angels of Anaheim, Orange County, Pacific Ocean Beach. Yep. Um, yeah, they were. So that gives them a nice uh, little murderer's row there. Trout, Pujols, Oshani. Pujols is done. He I mean, had a great year last year, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you're right. It's a good it's, – yeah. it's, 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 it's that 3, 4, 5, whatever. Yeah. Really, although, Trout probably – does he still lead off on that team? You know, I don't follow. I just know he's on the team, and he's good. Uh, so – I'm not sold 100% on Otani. Uh, what I've read about him says he could be pretty good. I think the best that people are hoping is that he's as good as Hideki Matsui. There you go. Who was, you know, Godzilla, I mean, in, in yeah. J- Japanese. And they said he wasn't as good as him in the Japanese league. He can pitch and can field. I'll tell you what, in today's game, you're not going to be able to be full-time both. You're just not. Oh, I agree. I, I'm really surprised that he went to the Angels. I'm wondering if it's because it's West Coast, closer to hey, Japan. He, he really Is that West Coast. He was all into this West Coast stuff. It was either going to be like Angels, Mariners, or uh, – you know the Do- Giants or Dodgers, and he, he went to the Angels, and you know, and he doesn't have to play the outfield there. He can DH, which I think is. And they need pitching badly, yeah. and, and, and the Angels don't yeah. have the pitching, I don't think, to compete this year. But it will be. You're right. That three, four, five for opposing pitchers, whatever order they're in, will be difficult. So now that leaves where Giancarlo Stanton's going to end up. I know he's. Uh, I think he's na- narrowed down to four teams. The the Mariner or the uh, the uh, Marlins want to trade him, which I, I, they have to, I guess, for money with new, the new Derek Jeter ownership down there. So. Uh, that's, that's a big, big get for somebody. I know the Cardinals are dying for him. The Giants want him. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to go. I'm, I'm oh, just, he's going to get traded. I think he is, and I know that I keep hearing the Cardinals. Um, but yesterday, as you probably noticed, they saw, they traded D. Gordon, who yeah. is a tremendous player. He's had 200 hits in two of the last three seasons. He, he won the batting title three seasons ago, hit, three, I think, three away last season. They sent him to Seattle for some really good picks. They're trying to do yeah. like everybody else's. Let's 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 yeah, establish exactly. these picks like the Astros and the Yankees and the other teams I love are hot doing. Stove, don't you? Don't oh, it's my favorite. Except for the Braves are will again do nothing. And yeah, but but, but maybe in a year or two yeah. they you know if they make some good trades here and some good drafts, which they typically do do. Um, but I don't know. One reason the Mariners made the trade though was because they wanted to have more money to get Otani. There you go. And I I was really shocked. I I, I, I never thought the Angels were going to be a team that would land him. Well, and the and the Mariners did so good with, uh, you know, Ichiro. So, you know, with the years he was at the top of his game and had they had such a Japanese great following there. I thought that would be a perfect, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. But didn't work out. And there's a big Angel. there's a really big Asian population up in Seattle yeah. that follows the team. T- to your point also. I think we're start, we started in the last year or two the age now of hitting. 
Because, you know, certain time periods, like when Bob Gibson yep. in the 60s and he had a 1.12 ERA, he was pitching. And I would say up until a couple of years ago, pitching was going to win your championships. That's what everybody talks yep. about. I think we're at a point now where it's going to be it's, – it's hitting. Well, there's there's so much so much emphasis on the home run right now. Yes, that it has really brought you know runs back and, and fun yes. back to the ballparks. And now people are teaching kids to swing up instead of swing down. Uh, you know the linear or whatever you want to call it as a, as a you know it really changed a lot. And some of the you know high school coaches who are just dead set against it, I think, are the ones that are really going to have to be are going to have that internal struggle now. You know, do I want to keep teaching the way I've been teaching, or am I going to start teaching kids to hit on an upward plane? And it's tough for coaches. There's coaches around here have been doing it for 35 years in the same way and it's interesting now as, as it's all starting to switch uh, yeah i my suspicion is that if you're a hitting coach you you don't teach just one way if you got a guy you'll say so- that but you'd be surprised how many people are dead set in their ways no 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 i agree yeah. I, I believe yeah. you completely i'm just saying i don't think they should oh i agree 100%. because if you're if you're somebody who's the size of and Aaron Judge maybe have that swing. If you're someone who's the size of Jose Altuve, maybe not. Even though he had 23 homers, yeah. I'd I'd be interested to see. I'll have to go back to look to see what his plane is, or or maybe he adjusts it because he's such an amazing hitter. Well, yeah, and he still swings. A he's probably the bit. best hitter in yeah, baseball, and he still swings a little bit up. But yeah, he has a power. He has that advantage of being shorter, where you know it's a little compact more swing. Natural. Yeah, exactly. And people forget that you can be small and still generate oh, a lot Joe of power. Morgan. Remember Joe Morgan? Exactly. Oh. He was the one that I always think about. But you're right. High school coaches are going to have to think about this. And even uh, junior college and college coaches are, you know, as, as, as if this really emphasis goes to smaller ballparks, home runs, where you win in games 10 to 8. And every once in a while you have the pitchers like Kershaw that come out and stop people. But, uh, you know, and, and people go to see run score. You don't, I mean, I know the, the old timers always say, I love a one to nothing game. No, you don't. There's no, you know, you really don't. I do like low scoring games. If your team's with it. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that said, I don't just like low scoring. I I love a low scoring game, but I can also appreciate a thirteen eleven game. Yep. I mean, I don't think I don't think there's one game. I wouldn't want every game to be thirteen eleven. I wouldn't want every game to be no, one right. nothing. But something else about college coaches coaching is that I know some great coaches, but as long as they've got metal bats, this is all a mood argument. Whether oh. because it's an absolute joke that they're playing with metal well. bats in colleges because it doesn't prepare you. You can't assess as well. If you want to go into the pros, you go play professionally at the minors. Well, and this metal bat business is now just a business. Every year they change the rules of the bat, so yes. we, the parents have to go out and buy what used to be a $99 bat, or, yeah. a $399 to $499 bat, and this year they're doing it here. The USSSA and high school and all of them are switching again the rules of bats. What's legal and what's illegal and it's not about what's illegal and legal it's about oh we can make the parents go buy a different type of bat this are you year. saying it's about money it's about money 100%. no no are you seriously you're I saying will, it's about uh, money yeah, it's about money <laughs> it's about money yeah, they've did all this stuff about bb core and all you get me started and it's also dangerous i can tell yeah, you having coached for, yeah, most young women softball these, yeah. you're a third base or a pitcher holy cow these you and I wouldn't have the the the, yeah, the, the ability crazy. to catch these balls at such short distances. Yep, you're exactly right. But, but it's about, there's a lot of turf too now because they want they, all these gigantic new metro parks are doing turf, so they don't get rained out as much. So you get right. turf from aluminum bats that are more powerful, and then so yeah, I, I I would love to see go back to wooden bats. Give me an old Hill, you know, Hillrich and Bradsby or exactly. Louisville Slugger. Louisville or, Slugger, and you know, and they're, they're cheaper. You can buy two or three of them, and it'll last you the summer, and you don't have to worry about the rules changing next year. Nice dark green sitting <laughs> on it with a nice like grip. Like the George Foster black yeah. bat. Yeah. That was one growing up I always wanted. <laughs>
All right, other sports stories. Uh, there, uh, John Gruden was horrible Monday night. Talk a lot of abuse. Was calling players the wrong names some of the game. It seemed like he was really out of his element Monday night. He, and he was really taking some some heat nationally and even locally. On so what were some of the examples? Because I only watched part of that. I, well, I, he just kept calling the Steelers William Gay, Randall Gay. Randall Gay retired from football seven years ago. Um, okay. He said he would buy tickets. Maybe this was his homage <laughs> to Randall Gay. <laughs> he said he would buy tickets to see Vontez Burfecht, but didn't really want to see some of the other guys in the game. And, of course, if you know Vontez Burfecht. Did he one of the dirtier players in the, the NFL? Dirty, if not the dirtiest player. A guy that didn't even get drafted who had first-round potential because some of the stuff he did at Arizona State. Really, Wasn't he just speared this week, too, yeah. in the NFL? Yeah. Someone come off, comes after him and going, I don't like the way that type yeah. of mindset Oh, but you spearing him yeah. makes you a better person? So, yeah, so Gruden was just, I, I've never seen Gruden be this bad. I don't know if he was just – everybody has a bad day, I'll give him that, but he was beyond horrible on Monday Night Football. You know, since we've started this podcast, I've made an effort to listen to what people are saying during games yeah. consciously, and I've noticed that I just don't care for a lot of games because the announcing is so poor. You're you're right. I mean, you're, you're the expert in this. Like, I was watching last week, my alma, two, my, both my alma maters, University of South Florida, was playing University of Central Florida about a week and a I half ago. The end of that one, and yeah. I was watching the game, and I watched it despite the announcers. I didn't feel like, you know, as a, I don't know the, the, all the aspects that you know, but I, was, I didn't feel like I was getting interesting stories. I didn't feel like the assessment on the field. I didn't feel like there was a great camaraderie. I mean, because... Well, are, are there intangibles like a Vince Scully? The guy could just talk forever, and you would just listen to him. Well, What's, I, what, what, what makes a guy so good as a sportscaster? Well, a couple of things I think with ESPN right now, they've had such a changeover. That right. We we are seeing the product now on the on the on our televisions of ESPN not having the best people in front of the mic, behind the mic, in the truck, back at ESPN headquarters, and all along the process. They have streamlined that organization. They fired people that are making more money to let people less money work, which, you know, hey, that's their right. I'm not, that's not making sure, fun of them. Business. That's just the way it's a business. And so we're seeing a worse product on TV by the fact that we just have, you know, <coughs> less – it less, you know, I'm trying to think of the word here, people with a lot of uh, ex less experienced people working all the way down the line, and you'll see that on the end, you know. Because if you're doing a TV game, you got somebody talking in your ear. Well, if that guy isn't very good, and the guy talking to him isn't very good, and somewhere down the line is three or four new people, then the whole process is bad. And ESPN has been hit with a lot of layoffs because, you know, they overbid for these prices. So I think that's part of it. I don't remember who did the game. I remember listening. You're right. They did not have good on I didn't think they were. I didn't think they were horrible, but they just, I mean, and you uh, don't know how many games they've done together. And until you've done right. games with people repeatedly, it's hard to really you gotta do have that. a rapport. Yeah. I remember I had to do a football game once, and uh, for like a state championship game, I, we're at the radio station I worked at, and I brought in a, 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 all along the line. I had to kept finding different color people because who was available on a Saturday to go to these oh places. Oh my god, that would be a nightmare. Because I was getting used to our cola. You know, and, and getting a good feel, but then all of a sudden I had to get a new play-by-play -play or a new color guy who would walk over me or, or say things. And <laughs> I'm like, you know, and I'm trying to follow the game and you know try not to call this guy an nincompoop. And right. It was, it's it's tough. It really is tough. Yeah, the rapport I imagine would be be huge. Yep. And the other thing is, I wonder. There's very few Vince Scully's around. Answer. Oh well, enough, of course, yeah. and that's why he yeah. he's so magnificent. But uh, I feel like I'm getting a lot more analysis, and everybody's pushing analysis, whereas. 
and maybe this is from baseball. Maybe that those I like the story. I want storytellers, yeah. well, don't you? Yeah. Tony Romo has done that because his analysis is so different than anybody else's. Because Which I just, appreciate that. Because he just left the game and he still knows the right. rules. And he knows hey, look at that guy over there. His well, hands, three fingers instead of four. He must be. Yeah, yeah he, he knows the it. plays and he yeah, knows he some knows. of the players. And so now that's going to wear off in time as different coordinators take over. Two, three teams. years, yeah. he's going to have to change. He'll have to change. But that, that's kind of made all these other guys try to be Tony Romo-esque. Amazing, isn't it? It is. An Eastern Illinois alum in his first year has really changed broadcasting how we see it. He is. And he's really good. He's oh, really, really good. I, but I appreciate him because I also feel like he doesn't have, I don't know if this is the right thing, that polished voice. Oh, no, he doesn't. I don't like when people speak in cadences. Yeah. I like he's just screaming. Like, he'll just say what he wants to say. His voice may crack. It's higher crack, pitched. Yeah. And he'll, he, he'll even walk over a little bit of the lead announcer. And, and the guy even. But it's out of excitement, yeah, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. So And other people are trying to do that. And you can, again, you can't emulate. You have to, you know, you have to. Be yourself. Be yourself, exactly. So there you go. Should we get to the to the big story? The big story, yeah. The, Wait, the no, TWD, The Walking Dead, uh, episode uh, seven, one to go before uh, the the mid season's over. Uh, this last episode uh, was basically the Eugene episode, for lack of a better way to say it. Uh, a little bit of action, um, a little bit of zombies. Um, no major, you know, character assassinations. Uh, you saw a little bit of a possible rift between uh, in the future that would happen between Rick and uh, Daryl because Daryl went ahead and uh, attacked the uh, the Savior's Fort while Rick was uh, trying to get out of the weird lady's uh, cage. Yeah. Well, Rick was, you know, a badass. He <laughs> was really what the things that he did in there. But that said, I don't know. I'm just sort of the narrative is not tight this 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 year. I was trying to figure out, okay, I'm following it, and I, I, I turned to my wife and I said, wait, was he expecting this? Because, I mean, some, they've been going back and forth. I think they've been too liberal in changing, going back and forth too much. What, what do you think? I agree. I, this episode was an hour. I, th- I looked on my direct TV thing, and it said it's hour an and hour seven and four minutes, four minutes, 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 whatever yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was about 10 minutes of actual stuff that affected, like, how you look at the show, and the rest of it was gobbledygook. It really was gobbledygook. I feel like they're padding. Yeah, exactly, and I don't know why they have to do that. They were so good at what they did, and they, they yeah, the, the Eugene. Okay, we understand he's torn. We think he's torn. He really seems to be a lead, uh, you know, aligned with, uh, you know, with Negan. But you know, maybe inside that's the that's the big scam. I'm thinking that's the big scam. We're all thinking, all oh, right, he's really with Negan. He's going to turn on Negan. I don't know. I don't even care anymore. Show <laughs> <laughs> Dasani. I just tell him. Do you? Uh, I don't care, but it's it's maybe just me let me see you do something one way or the other. Yeah. And, Let's and not you, talk about whether he's lined with them. Just act, do you, something. I want it. One of one of my well, favorite they, zombie shows is you know Zombieland. Yep. You know with Woody Harrelson yep. and Emma Stone. I can watch that every day because it's hyper focus, of course, on those four people. I want this to be narrowed down into whose story is this. Well, it can't be everybody's. And if you look at it this way. Uh, uh, According to the Talking Dead, which is on after the Walking Dead, with Chris Hardwick, who I think does a fine job. Oh, I think he's fantastic in that. He is yeah. promised. You know, he kind of went on a limb this week in the Talking Dead. I think he, they're starting. To get, they are taking some abuse. You know, not just from this giant podcast that we do. From you know, other well, places. I mean, yeah. that enough is probably going to yeah. terrify he them. He has promised that the that next week's midseason finale. There's something happens. There, there is a major. <laughs> hey, something is better than nothing. I'm and going I, for that. And so. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to be, it, 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 and everybody says, "Well, it's for sure, Negan doesn't die." That's pretty much been established, so we know that's off the table. Eugene or 
but is it Dwight? Dwight, yeah. One of them dying, or it doesn't really. Again, to me, those are not major characters. Now they've tried to make them major characters. To me, right. I mean, and they had both of them on the Walking, yeah. the Talking Dead afterwards last week. And then the other thing I heard this week is that Carl in real life, his hair's real short now. But maybe it's Carl that goes this week. I don't know. So there, that's all I've heard, Joe. I, I'm disappointed. If I wasn't, you're, you're, it's almost like you're addicted. You're just hanging on to the addiction for the lack. But it's not near as good. I don't have the excitement I once no, had. Exactly. And I want. Th there's got to be a point that, that I may not want to watch. As a matter of fact, to, to be honest, I missed the first 15 minutes this week. Um, my daughters were over, and they were talking about some things. And two years ago, I just said, "Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I'm going to watch the TV." <laughs> but now I was like, "Okay." My wife was in the other room listening and watching. I sort of was half watching, and I went watched after the Talking Dead yeah. and caught up. But I didn't really care. I much. really didn't care because I knew I could pick it up the next day or the day after oh. that, and I had no problem. I didn't have. I don't have the same sense of urgency, and that's the first step yep. for not being addicted well, to The Walking Dead, right? How many close-ups of Eugene do we need to see? I mean, it, it's just. I mean, it's just atrocious. It, that, I don't care. He he is a very in unlikable character. He's not interesting to me. And whether his alliance to Negan, it, it's like I it, I don't care. I mean, there's so many. Michonne was in it for a minute. I'm oh, Michonne's back, and she's gone. You know, Carl's not in there, and it's just like Daryl's in a little bit. But and Daryl's still not the same Daryl he was anymore. No, so. It's not the same character that we reappreciate. So yeah, one more episode, and then we will see whether we're going to come back for the spring and and, and watch it. Well, let's not lie. We're going to watch it regardless. But, but uh, it's not near. As, you don't you don't look forward. But we to are it. we are fully vested. It makes you wonder how many people are slowly peeling. Well, the ratings away. are going down. I mean, there's no doubt about <laughs> it, and they can't figure out why. And I just wish they would. It's ask, easy. Ask their fans. Go back to season one. And do that. Yeah. Or just go back to anything that involves not just sitting around with a bunch of... Even Mike, I think... I wish I could remember what my Travel to new locales. Yep. Get out of there. Have them exploring other areas. Have them facing legitimate zombies. I want to see them, how they're going to overcome the zombies. Not just the other people. Sure, throw yeah. those in those, and those are interesting. But I don't need to have a season against one group of people. Yeah. Travel. That's pivot. Go on. My son Derek said this. Daddy goes, I hate it when they just sit around and talk. Yeah. And that is your fan, Walking Dead people. They don't want to see the dialogue of just the stupidity. No, I'd be curious to see what, early on, this was the number one show among, I think, boys, men, 15 yeah. to 25. I forget what it was. It was the younger one, 15, yeah. 29, 27, whatever it was. I forget what the demographics. But it's the young one that's very tough to get. And as a matter of fact, they were out drawing them over sports. I wonder if they still are. Like, if you're 15 right now and you start watching it now, you go, oh, this is a good show. Let me watch it. I don't know that it has the same appeal because your son apparently says that yeah. it's not as appealing to him. It's not. I mean, it's it's not near as action oriented. It's not near as fun. It's not near as us against them. It's a bunch of all the. It's the thing is they've gotten away from what people liked about it. Who's the uh, good guy? Who's the bad guy? Yeah, and us against the zombies. Yes. There you go. And anybody else who's in the way. Sometimes we'll fight them. Sometimes we well, won't. Well, we didn't think we were going to have enough for a show today, Joe, because we were both kind of working a lot this week at Eastern, and we, we went over 30 minutes. So We did. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, folks. Everybody have a great day. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a good one.